everyone. This is Alicia Halliday, and this is the ASF Weekly Science Podcast. It's April 6th, 2020. There's been a lot of talk recently about telehealth, what it is, what happens during the appointment, and what families should expect. Well, I'm not going to talk about that today because an expert in the field, Dr. Kristen Soul from the University of Missouri, a pediatrician and autism treatment network researcher, is going to give the community an introduction of telehealth in a webinar on Friday, April 10th. It won't be specific to content in terms of what a neurologist or psychiatrist or OT will tell you, but it is going to be a good chance for families to jump on, get a sense of what to expect in general, and then be able to ask questions from Dr. Soul about the whole telehealth process. This week, I want to talk about a model of telehealth by which doctors can talk to each other. This is very important in case you didn't know. And after a lot of medical conferences have been canceled and doctors are overwhelmed and not being able to travel, this sort of communication is a godsend for those with specialty medical needs whose primary care doctors may not be experienced enough, like in a rural area, or need help with specific treatments, like with a rare disease or in a particularly difficult situation. The possibilities have not really been fully examined yet. But today I have an expert on the topic called ECHO, and she's going to tell you what this all means and how it helps families with autism now. Her name is Dr. Micah Masaryk, and she's currently at the University of Virginia. You may recognize this name. She's an amazing doctor, and she's been on this podcast before talking about autism diagnoses and way to help families with autism and how to improve diagnosis using the new DSM-5 criteria. I'm absolutely honored that she's here today, at least virtually, to answer some questions about this, because I know for sure this is going to be used more and more as doctors, families, and other service providers continue to be isolated in this corona emergency. First, what is ECHO? What is all this? What does it stand for and what does it do? ECHO is an acronym that stands for Extension for Community Healthcare Outcomes. And the ECHO model was originally developed by Dr. Sanjeev Arora, who is a liver specialist at the University of New Mexico. And he developed this model to improve access to care for his patients who were living with hepatitis C in rural areas. At that time, community providers really weren't equipped to treat this condition, and patients with hepatitis C were unable to access the specialty care that they needed. So Dr. Arora created ECHO as an innovative training model that leverages video conferencing technology to train community-based nurse practitioners and physicians in best practice care for patients with complex conditions like hepatitis C. It connects local providers with a team of experts during regular video conferencing sessions called ECHO clinics. And over time, these physicians and practitioners develop their own expertise and are able to provide best practice care for complex conditions in their own local communities. Thank you. That was really helpful because it's a little bit different than what I've been describing as telehealth to families, but it's equally as important. So where has it been used and for what? So who's using it right now? The original ECHO model was first developed in 2003 And since that time, the model's been adopted by over 300 partners across the world, um, including 48 U.S. states and over 39 countries. 
and it's been expanded from the original focus on hepatitis C to now over 70 different conditions and focus areas from chronic pain to addiction and substance abuse to diabetes and many, many more. And since this is an ASD podcast, I have to ask, how might it be helpful for families affected by ASD? When my colleague Kristen Soule and I first heard about this ECHO model, we were very excited about its potential to improve care for autism. As you know, there are major shortages of autism specialists across the country, and that means that children and families often don't have access to autism specialists in their own communities, and they may have to travel long distances or be placed on very long wait lists in order to get the care that they need. And many children are missing very important windows for learning and growth because they aren't receiving diagnoses and interventions as early as possible. For families who live in rural communities or remote locations, or for families with low income, they're facing even greater barriers to care and really don't have access to specialists. So we thought that by empowering primary care providers, like nurse practitioners, family physicians, and pediatricians, with the tools and the knowledge that they need to provide best practice care, we thought that this ECHO model could be a game changer in equipping local communities to better care for children and families um, in the communities in which they live. Thank you. And here's why I asked you to be on the podcast. Before this, before this corona emergency all started, you were able to actually study the efficacy of this ECHO in a structured way and understand its strengths and limitations. This is really important because now we have to start using it. Why did you do that study, and can you explain the study itself? Even though the ECHO model has been very popular and has been widely adopted by programs and partners across the world, it had never really been tested in a large, scientifically sound study. And this is important so that we can learn whether the model is actually effective in improving providers' knowledge and their ability to care for patients with complex conditions. So fortunately, with funding from the Health Resources and Service Administration, or HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, we were able to conduct the largest study of the ECHO model to date and directly test its effectiveness. In our study, we trained 10 different ECHO autism teams of experts at medical centers that were affiliated with the Autism Treatment Network, and each of these teams were trained to implement the ECHO model. Across these 10 sites, a total of 148 primary care providers were trained in best practice care for autism, with a focus on screening for autism and providing best practice medical care for common co-occurring conditions. Through the ECHO Autism Program in our study, primary care physicians were able to connect with video conference um, with a team of autism experts and that team included a physician specializing in autism, a psychologist, a dietitian, a parent of a child with autism, and an autism resource specialist. Each of these ECHO Autism teams met regularly across a six-month period, um, and it included 12 sessions that each lasted two hours. And during these sessions, the interdisciplinary expert team trained and mentored providers through lectures, case-based presentations, and guided practice and discussion. So, okay, so here's the study. What did you find? What were the results? 
In our study, we measured provider knowledge and practice before participation in ECHO Autism across the program and then after providers completed the program. And we found that after participation in this six-month ECHO Autism program, providers increased both their knowledge and their confidence in their ability to provide effective care for children with autism. And importantly, they also reported significantly reduced barriers to caring for children with autism in their practices. And we feel that these results are especially important because they show that programs like Echo Autism may be able to reduce barriers to high quality care for children with autism no matter where they live. And that by leveraging technology, we may be able to eliminate disparities that children and families face, um, especially for those living in rural or underserved areas. Now, what are the next steps for ECHO? How might it help with other vulnerable populations? And these include those with severe behaviors or rare genetic disorders. Since the original ECHO autism model was launched in 2015 and across this larger study, we've already been expanding and adapting the ECHO model to apply it to new groups and to new focus areas. For example, we're testing and developing echo autism models for improving care for people with autism across the lifespan and across settings, including training teachers and special educators to better support children with autism in their classrooms, training early intervention providers and best practice strategies for teaching young children with autism, training crisis care providers, as well as adult health care providers to support individuals with autism across the transition into adulthood. Ultimately, we really feel that the ECHO model is a powerful way to equip communities with the skills that they need to better support individuals wherever they live. And we also see great potential for applying the ECHO model to equip communities to support people with significant developmental challenges and rare genetic disorders. The model is very good at embedding specialty expertise directly into communities, and we see great potential for this. Thank you for being on this podcast. You're going to hear about ECHO a lot because we're now in a whole new area of telehealth, telemedicine, and telecommunication. Next week, the topic will be on resiliency and autism spectrum disorders. I know you don't think you're strong, resilient, and every day you wonder if you can get through the next. I'll talk about factors that can increase resiliency. This is a huge topic across mental health issues in general, including adversity and early abuse. And I don't want to minimize that, but I do want to focus on ASD. Have a safe week. Stay inside if you can. Go outside for a walk if you can, but wear a protective mask. And if you don't have one, you can make one. There's even some ones that are no-sew and just include rubber bands and cotton fabric. Google it. You have the stuff around your house. I know you do. Talk to you next week.